0: You know, the game and fish is limited hunting. Ranchers have pretty much shut it down. They they don't want to see these birds gone.
1: We were approaching the lek, we could see the birds, and the sunrise was just peeking over the horizon, and there was cloud cover to the west, and it was this dark blue color, and automatically the images of these birds highlighted with the rich morning light. Amazing looking creature. I know they're a bird, but really, they belong in Star Wars. You know, just <laughs> when you look at them, when they're all in the bellows are out, and they're and the spikes of the tails all out, and just something about their their head. All right, welcome to Wild and Exposed podcast, day three in Wyoming, where we're having too much fun, and I'll admit on opening. We might be just a little bit tired um, because of the fun we've been having, and part of it's due to this is our first day that the weather's cooperated, where we were able to get out and witness sage grass hold it. on hold the it, lake. It, it. No, I'm rolling. I'm on with, the camera.
2: You said cooperating.
1: The weather? No, because it was the right light, and 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 the weather cooperated because it was with cold. That, but it was crisp. <laughs> it was crisp images and beautiful light. You know, when we were approaching the lek, we could see the birds, and the sunrise was just peeking over the horizon, and there was cloud cover to the west, and it was this dark blue color, and automatically the images of these birds highlighted with the rich morning light and that dark background for contrast. I mean almost shut me down so that's why it was cooperating okay
2: it was cooperating but i gotta tell you i picked you up from the airport wearing shorts in denver colorado we drove four hours i was rude i came from canada and i get picked up with shorts and i was wearing this jacket <laughs> i'm wearing shorts and they show up here and it's 12 degrees what is up with that ron
1: fahrenheit 12 mm-hmm. degrees yeah. If yep. it was 12 Celsius, I'd be wearing T-shirt and shorts
0: almost. <laughs> we scheduled this well ahead of time. <laughs> I can't I,
1: control the weather.
0: Try as I might, yes, could not control the weather. So
2: is this unusual? I mean, do you guys have Aprils where you get snow and cold like we this?
0: Always, always have some snowfall in April. Um, I don't think, and, and on the drive up this morning, I think the lowest temperature I saw was 7. Yep. I'm not sure that I've ever seen an April with, seven degrees at least it's been a while
2: yeah and it's it's hard to believe it. i mean four hours away from denver and it was 70 yeah. degrees right. well i guess you guys had 70 last week or so we did too. last week i mean week, it's yeah. just it's just weird well, weird you, weather you spoke to
1: a friend of yours today that is would be wet well southern so Colorado. southern colorado That's, and that seems close shorts. to me even though it's a full day drive but he's wearing shorts
2: so today. it'd be a 12-hour drive from here and he's wearing shorts right right yeah mm-hmm. so it feels it's like crazy. spring there yeah and i think these guys got a lot more snow than we did in denver this year so and we're not that far away it's just these storms have been kind of going around and just different i don't know it just seems different maybe it's not you know i think it's back to always when i was a kid and it seems so different but really is it i don't know it can fluctuate yeah so the
1: the the interesting thing was and, and how it all started is we had to we were up late telling stories last night. Not overly late, but late when you're planning to get up when it's still technically nighttime and um, so went to bed I think it was eleven before I got off promoting my social media content
2: <laughs>
1: and and turned off the light. And Mike had said we're gonna be in the truck, rolling out of here at four thirty. So no problem. No. What? It was four thirty one. Four, yes, I apologize. Truck
0: leaves at 4.31. Truck leaves yeah. at 4.31. So <laughs>
1: I did the math and what I needed to get ready and find all the layers I needed, knowing it was going to be cold but beautiful light, and set my alarm for 10 after 4, and we had, the coffee was on, and no problem. We rolled out with all kinds of enthusiasm this morning. But we were kind of euchred in as far as the landscape with the beautiful snow cover added a lot more natural light. Even before sunrise, and we were there well before sunrise, but not enough uh, early enough. So we're going to make that adjustment tonight and get up at three.
2: So Ron said we had to roll out 3:30. Of here three thirty tomorrow. Three thirty
0: one. Well, is that what we're doing? I think we, I unless we're going need to a be, different leg, if we get on the different leg, um, is it closer? It's a, a little bit closer. Yes.
1: This was a fair drive this morning that we had had to yeah. take to get and, there. Yeah, how far was that? Did we? How far did we drive this? Uh, morning? It was
0: about an hour, little, little over an hour and fifteen minutes to get there this morning. And then we, we didn't drive that, that far. Gearing but, up and,
2: yeah. But it's in Wyoming. We drive down the highway, or we drive down the interstate, then we take this side road, and then we come back up a dirt road yep.
0: down you part have of.
2: We had re, retraced ourselves only several a, miles to make a half
0: circle to get. What would have been going. closer if we just drove straight across country. Yeah. But, yes, sometimes but it cool. it's a little uh, bit difficult. But it was, it
1: was cold. It was awesome to watch the birds, hear the birds, see them liking. Uh When we arrived, there were there were four male birds strutting and then with no hen, unfortunately. But they shifted over and a hen came in and we saw lots activity. So for me, that was a first to witness all that. And, and in that light it was beautiful. I just couldn't photograph it because we were too far away, and they were too mobile because of that.
2: So we um, just watched it. And uh, I got a few video shots, but part of the problem that I complain about the cold weather is when you're running Mm -hmm. these video cameras, it it just – I have a temperature sensor inside the camera, and it'll tell me what different parts of the camera the temperature is going, and it's mainly for hot weather. So you don't want to run that – camera too hot so you're constantly watching that and the camera said inside it was 12 degrees inside the camera so I would turn it on and it would take a little bit longer than normal to turn on and then it would stay on for a little while and then I thought okay I'm just gonna keep it on and try to heat the camera up but then when I did that it was automatically just shutting off on its own and I don't know if it's maybe I jiggled the battery maybe you know because we are sneaking right? right so we're crawling on our knees like we yes. talked about the other day right and I'm carrying the camera in a variety of ways because hauling 30 pounds up in front of you on your knees and trying to skirt around sagebrush and cactus and stop
1: I, stop don't say cactus yet
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah okay, okay. <laughs> scratch the cactus we're crawling around avoiding cow pies and it was a good crust of snow that, though so it was yeah it was clean and, and crawling yeah it wasn't beautiful too bad beautiful landscape it wasn't too bad and I mean, we're only talking a couple inches of snow right, right. it's tricky yeah. to do it but the camera just shut off so I you know I fought with it all morning but I did get a few shots but they're just dots on the screen but at least it's something that we could throw on the podcast to show the best
0: best opportunity we had I believe was one of the when the camera camera wasn't going to play yeah
2: Yeah, the closest we got is when I was having big big time fits with the camera Mm. and I don't know if it's it's just that I had the same problem doing polar bears and in canada in churchill crawling <clears throat> no the camera, <laughs> I, I the camera <laughs> we had a perfect situation where we had a a big male bear right the temperature and this monster male bear is sitting there and it's kind of chasing this it was going to eat a little bear and i'm able to document this whole right, thing right and no chance it, the camera right oh, when i hit record it just that's, died
1: that's a killer
2: situation you when they when the, technical gear malfunctions and you can't capture something so unique how do you deal with that that's an issue well and i think i mean i've done a lot of research and a lot of these guys that are out there shooting in these extreme climates regularly they actually build jackets for these cameras okay and they put those heat they do have a heater uh, hot hands or whatever you call them well even those yeah they just use those in pockets in the in the cover for the camera and it kind of that's it's a great hack, if them.
1: it actually would keep it going. It does. It
2: does keep it that's... going. It keeps it Plus the batteries, too. You know, batteries lose their life yeah. when they get cold. So you sure. want to keep those batteries kind of mm. heated up, too. Right. So I think it would work for a lot. I had not it's... heard that. And I always carry those, so that's good to know. But, again, it's April in Wyoming. I wasn't right? Expecting
1: well, you didn't. Yeah, you weren't to... <coughs> Excuse packing me. I gear. wasn't expecting 12 sure. degrees,
2: and I sure. thought, well, I, I I would have probably, if if I knew we were going to be shooting in Wyoming in January, right. I would probably have done a little more research on that and tried shooting it cold out. Weather,
0: right. Done some preparation. Yeah, you don't expect this in April at all. So, no.
1: I was forewarned to bring knee pads, just the gardening style knee pads, and I had forgotten. We talked about it, and in the hurrying and packing for the trip and all the excitement, I didn't put them in. But we found some at a hardware store and found an excellent set of knee pads that look like I have Darth Vader knee pads on. I love them, and for the crawling today was awesome. They even felt like they were insulated. but that word "cactus" with the snow cover, nobody told me there was cactus plants out there, and I'm crawling along on my knees and my elbow, planted
2: into cactus spines. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That was, so. I expected mine I kneeled right in when I thought I was just going to pick up my knee and it was going to be full of ca- <laughs> but it, they all pulled out so at least you didn't have to fight with it
0: and it, to be fair I think even on the podcast I've a couple times mentioned cactus so <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah you did I do remember
2: that cause I, but it was out of sight out of yeah, mind this morning and and so much going on yeah, when the on snow's
0: and on top of it you don't see, think about it yeah, yeah, not at it all it looked like this beautiful aside from the sagebrush
2: that was sticking up out of it it was this clean crisp landscape so
1: mm-hmm. So, so it was a lot kinda, of
2: fun. you kind of alluded to the what went on, right? We saw these birds and they're out there in the lek mm-hmm. What I want to ask Ron is: is that was that typical? Is that what you normally see when you roll up, or were they further out? Were they in a different position than normal? Were they more in the open, or you know? Because to me, it was like they were so out in the open that I'm thinking there is yeah. no way we're going to be able to get very close without disturbing them, and we didn't want to do that, right? So. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting them to be a little bit more tucked no, into that bowl, they, or
0: they will be? They'll be in the open areas, um, but you know, as you saw this morning, they're never far from cover. So if they if they do have to escape, even on foot, they can get to the cover, hunker down, and and they get really difficult to see to locate. Um, so they're on the edge of cover, but open country, and and most, I will say that one's kind of unique. It, it's a larger open area. Than most, it you know that one is oh, probably three hundred yards long and a hundred yards wide. It's like a uh, big moose running area yeah, to it is. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so way it's bigger. it's a it's Ding. a bigger area. It's the moose for this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> Figured out a way to get that into a sage grouse podcast. <laughs> it
1: was a, it was a it was a great area, yeah. Because and, and they they want a stage essentially to strut on to attract mm-hmm. females, right? So they right. have to be visible. Yep. But the, with the lighting and stuff, it was beautiful this morning. The potential yeah, was. was there
2: if if we were there earlier. But do you think if we were there earlier?
0: I think if we were there, if we would have gotten there before, because as the you know sunrise lasts lasts a long time, and uh, visibility improves pretty quickly as soon as that sun starts to even approach the horizon, and we thought we were going to be there in plenty of time. It took us a little longer to get there, so um, we got there probably about an hour later than we should have been if we would have gotten there when it was dark we would have we would have gotten in position easily
2: but where's position at for this because we just lie know, down we, wouldn't you just get at yeah, the yardage we, yeah well, and what then, would
0: you
1: do we just lie right down in, in the snow or, camo or or in sit, this case oh you would be able to sit or lie, yeah. just sage uh, sage brush height
0: that's why yeah i okay. like those turkey chairs because once you get in there number one it's got a thermal aspect so it Right. It does protect you from the cool ground, even when it's warmer than seven. Um, yeah. Number two, it's a comfortable position to sit in. So if you're if you're kneeling, as we all found out this morning, your legs will fall asleep or you've got to shift position or get a cramp. And
1: Another hack coming here. Right. To, how, to, how to shift so your positions. Kneeling is good for about 43 <laughs> right. minutes and right. that's <laughs> it. And your feet are gone. Oh,
0: Yeah. Um, but those turkey chairs are fantastic. And the other thing that's good about them is there's so many pockets. So you can take batteries. There's inside pockets. So you can keep batteries right against your body. Um, they're a great tool for wildlife photography, actually. Mm-hmm. And that seat will fold up, and you're wearing there's it zippers, just like a vest or out a backpack. Side, right? Yep, and it yep. So
2: does it have a back so you can lean back to, or is it, it does. just the seat yeah, on no, the bottom? part of the It's a got backpack. a back. Yeah.
0: Just like <sighs> one of those that. foam stadium chairs it will Pull out, uh, you tighten it up. You can... You could have your snacks. There, loosen it, turn it here. into a lounger, take a little nap, yeah. like somebody fire did. Fire
1: starter kindling in case it gets too cold. Right? All yeah, right we do right. have a picture of we, somebody we taking a, a nap. We have a nap shot on no, the snow. No,
2: my eyes were never closed. No, no, but... More than a blink. We did get a picture of it, so we can just... I can what? do a little photoshop and <laughs> close your eyes. I, I was... Okay,
1: for the record. For the record, I was staying low laying down because I had enough comfortable clothing, clothing on. I wasn't cold and I wanted Mike because he's got far more reach than we're capable of with still photography. So with his video setup, he doesn't have to be as close. So given what would have happening this morning and that it was light and we weren't likely to get close enough for still photos, fingers are crossed that Mike would be able to film with his video camera. So I had a super low profile to be out of the equation totally to allow him to go forward and hopefully get within range with the video camera.
2: And So that's what I was doing. But it will be good to say that just because we've got some good pictures that we'll throw in. Right,
1: and and with all these podcasts, and especially these ones in the field, the stories that we're telling, I mean, we want to encourage listeners to go to the website and when they have time, watch the podcast Mm because there will be videos and photographs of what's happened and some funny stuff that was taken that, some people didn't know about and, <laughs> and then the antics we get to so yeah. there it's worth seeing the visual and the video side of this podcast yeah always. and those will
2: all be on youtube or they are all on youtube yes yeah so yeah, yeah and i think uh, you know most podcasts are really great audio but ours since we're talking about so much visual stuff right the visual both is good the, yeah both you know, if aspects. you do have time you do should go watch the video mm-hmm. Part, especially of it. some of the destinations that we get to and, and
1: this being a A totally new one for for me anyway to be here in in wyoming and see this landscape and we have seen a lot of wildlife um you know not necessarily close enough to get uh, intimate images of depicting behavior yet but for me it's been a lot of fun and i mean even yesterday i couldn't tell you how many pronghorn antelope i saw at a distance and or mule deer or uh, golden eagle yesterday that was a, a treat to see up close briefly um, I captured a great image of a herd of elk on a hillside yesterday to depict some winter or, in this case, early spring behavior of them congregating together in that kind of habitat. So instead of a scene with, you know, a bull tending a cow or a close-up of a crossing a river, it's a whole hillside. And it was like, where's the elk? Like, where's Waldo kind of thing, except there were 25 elk in the picture. So it's kind of a collage of this. So I, I really like that. And that, that works project. for you too, right? I mean, Absolutely. You, you
2: obviously are known for your really cool up close and personal awesome shots of elk but if you have a you need to illustrate an article or a book or yes. whatever you're All doing of you important. need those kind of shots so it I definitely wasn't a, it was a unique day. image yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: storyteller yeah. yeah
1: absolutely so there's been a lot going on and and it's been very interesting to see this landscape and uh, yeah it's there's so much history here in, in addition to the wildlife with these huge ranches and and seeing some of those has, has been really interesting mm. so i really enjoyed it and this morning's time at the lek was was everything it was i dreamt it would be except just you know just the, further away just further away but it was there it was visual and that's right. you know in wildlife photography that's something that frequently occurs you know how many yeah. times have we watched a pack of wolves or a grizzly bear you know it's far away but we watched it because of what it was doing and
2: and just a curious. Well, we've talked about that on previous podcasts. Where mm-hmm. it's not always about; it is always about getting the shot right because you just want that. I mean, that's yeah. just our nature.
0: But Hopefully when can you know you that. can't,
2: it is kind of cool to sit back and just watch. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's better. than, yeah. I mean, it's just as, it's just as fulfilling. Soak it in. Yeah. I you know I do like that.
1: So tomorrow we might try oh, a different. Oh, go ahead. Lek location and if yeah. that's the case i mean we'll be out there an hour earlier so that'll be right. beneficial because hopefully there'll still be snow cover i like this idea i mean and ideally we're here only for a few days uh four or five days of shooting four mornings um five mornings but uh, mm-hmm. it would be ideal to get with snow and without but in such a tight time frame the, with snow it's such a yeah. clean landscape that the bird will stand out so well
0: right and the, the other thing that the snow does is it i mean you have to be really careful that you're not blowing out that white breast and sure. still exposing correctly for the, the brown feathers. That that's kind of a tough balance but mm-hmm. the snow almost gives you a a ref, you know, a, a portrait photographer would use a reflector to get the same the same type of effect that we're gonna get off of the snow.
1: Right. So it helps with the yeah. shadows or the darker
0: pitch. yeah, it yeah. really lights those birds mm-hmm. up. And the, the breast bellows as well. And you really see the color the other the thing snow. I
2: like about the snow is you, you see that definition of all those tail feathers because there's not right. a lot of stuff in the background competing with it. And there's mm-hmm. not like branches or anything. Right. It's all white, so you yep. really see the definition of those, yep. those tail feathers coming out.
1: They're an amazing-looking creature. I know they're a bird, but really they belong in Star Wars. You know, just <laughs> when you look at them, when they're all in the bellows are out and, they're, and the spikes of the tails all out, and just something about their, their head. You know, it looks alien, even the and, way yeah, they but move. Amazing, and how they
2: move. Even and then the vocalizations could even been in that in that canteen. You yep. know, <laughs> yeah. right. yep. well, they fit from right a in in there. distance, when you watch them, when they're scurrying across the, the right, this it almost looks like they're just, just like floating. floating. You know, <laughs> right. like a hover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's entertaining, and
2: yeah. So I, I hope
1: we get images tomorrow, but, but we're going to a different lek, potentially, and. Do you know, or do you anticipate more birds? Is that always an unknown from day to day?
0: They typically have about the same number. the This morning, the lek that we were on, you know, the numbers have been a little bit better than what we saw um, just a few days ago. There was eight females and and more males. And today we saw, we think, one female. Mm. Thought I th- I think initially we thought two. I think yeah. there were two. Um. And four males, so the numbers were down, and I'm sure conditions played a part of that.
2: Do you think that is the weather? I, I, you know, some of the males are like, mm, I
0: think typically, hang back. yeah, typically they're strutting nonstop. This morning, it, they would go for a few minutes, and then they would just kind of hunker down and warm up. I, you know, they're cool too, so maybe they just
1: know they don't they don't have
2: as much success when it right. feels like winter. Yeah,
0: the girls definitely like to stay in the cover
2: right and we have talked about this before but this goes on for what six weeks six weeks weeks, right sure so it's not like Uh, no hurry yeah (laughs) i mean i'm sure they're hankering for action but if they miss a day it's not back to winter
1: briefly yeah is there a chance that some of the other birds that were in there a few days ago simply moved off and were illustrating some liking behavior half a mile away or or would you predict that they just were shut down because of the weather rather than having... Sp-
0: I think they probably just slowed down because okay. of the weather, yeah. And, you know, the females, once they're bred, they may not come back to the lek. Right. They they may and try it again, but, but they may not return. So having eight females is a rarity on a lek that small. You know, you get a lek that's got 40 or 50 birds on it, of course, you're going to have a lot more females as well, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a lek that small, like eight females is is pretty spectacular, and it's That's good it's to hear though too. Good for the, to, for the species, for the yeah, exactly for their numbers. Yep. So, the the one tomorrow, this one is is very wide open. The one tomorrow, it's gives us a little bit more opportunity to uh, close distance without being seen, um, and you know, being in there early, we we should have been in there earlier this morning. I underestimated the drive time right so that was part of it
1: well I, I did take time to eat
2: breakfast at the table that you know maybe i should not have this morning I <laughs> but was that my it driving because i went too slow or was it just because the conditions or, or do you S- normally hit, hit little, 80 The speed limit out here is 80 mm-hmm. i don't ever drive 80 so I'm, a
0: little bit of driving miss daisy a little bit of i am well, a we, driver got a, we got daisy. a late start but yeah. it's better to be cautious well, yeah, right. and, and I've never and get been there. on any of these roads, right. so I didn't want yep, to
2: be exactly. like, screaming through there. So it's, it's whole well, learning for us. I wasn't yeah. going to
0: say anything, but you brought it up. <laughs> no,
2: I, I want to know because I'm happy to go a little faster. Well, I I'll know. go as fast you as may, the you truck. May, you might get some comments from the backseat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, I had one other question about that. Oh, we did leave those birds on the leck. Well, yeah, they too, right? They're yeah. still there. They're, yep. you know, we just—they started they quit strutting, right? And then they started feeding. They just went up in the sage and left yeah. them, and they're probably still and there. And that's,
0: that's—that's the important thing: is to try to leave them as undisturbed as possible. Um, and yeah, mission accomplished today. Yep. Right. They were they were relaxed, just kind of. It was time. We looked at the clock. We talked about, you know, when do they typically hmm. stop. Said you know around nine o'clock, typically when they walked or they flew about fifty yards to the cover where they started feeding, and it was ten till nine. So, I mean they were behaving as normal.
2: And I think when I got to the truck it was nine
1: eighteen. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we we were very respectful of the birds, you know. And for those that have those kind, uh, people who have those kinds of questions, I mean, we're even going further than that, and that tomorrow we'll be in a different mm-hmm. area.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So we're not returning the following day to the same luck. Yeah. And the other thing that we got to see today is, you know, and I it probably went unnoticed, but the uh, the ranchers in the area ranchers get a bad name from wildlife people, especially people who are, you know, inclined to try to protect wildlife. But what you see in this area is ranchers are taking you know, the game and fish is limited hunting. Ranchers have pretty much shut it down. They they don't want to see these birds gone. And then the other thing is, most of them um, change their grazing patterns to accommodate the strut or the lek activity. Right. And there was, yeah, there was no livestock in there today. No. Uh, no activity at all.
2: I was thinking about that, and I, that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering what would these birds do if there happened to be cows around. And what made me think of that is I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, we're trying to cover a hundred yards and there's obviously, I mean, it's just us and the birds out there. And I'm like, how are we going to sneak in there? And I thought, well, maybe we could get one of those decoys of a, of a cow. Right. You know, some of these guys, when they're out hunting, they'll use an actual cow decoy because yeah. elk or deer are used to seeing a cow. Right. And I thought, well, maybe we should just get a cow decoy. And then they started me thinking, well. Yeah, I'm really What good. would these birds do if, do they just fly away and go to a different lek? No. Or they'll do walk, they will walk? away, to let walk? The,
0: let the cow go through tomorrow. Um. If, if we end up on that lek, what you'll see is it's it's right close to a, a water tank, and there'll be livestock activity potentially as well, and what you'll see is those birds just don't care. That's why in some of those locations a, a cow decoy is the way to go, because you can close the distance. and. It's natural. They're yeah, right. they're totally used to it, mm-hmm. right?
2: Because yep. they have to interact with cows all year long, right? So they're they know there are no danger, and they, I mean mm-hmm. the only danger would be a cow stepping on a nest or something, I guess, right. Right? right, by accident, not mm-hmm. on purpose. I, I'm
1: really good at carrying the front end of those decoys, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> not
2: so good at the back end. I don't know why. Just, right. I trip more often there. Right. So if we do well, that. And it'd be right back to that yard sale that I was talking about last podcast. <laughs> if I had camera, to carry yeah. that and the camera right. and my yeah. camouflage and my umbrella and my the kitchen sink, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... All right. So uh, this afternoon, no, oh, no. we got more. We we'll have a, just a little bit more because okay. we did have
1: more fun this morning too. I mean, oh, okay. and, and I wanted to say just quickly touch on about your comment about the ranchers. Clearly, they care about wildlife because hmm. there's there's an abundance of it around here of all these different uh, species, lots of whitetails, mule deer, antelope, elk. Um, elk, yeah, too. So- And turkeys, uh, we saw turkeys. Lots and of turkeys. In a lot of different yesterday. locations. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm impressed with how much wildlife there is. And it's a foreign landscape to me being this open and obviously right. with the the varying topography and the hilly countryside and the sage um, and some of that's treed where it's sheltered more, right? It's mm-hmm. um, a good habitat for all these animals. So they thrive here, clearly. They do. I love seeing so many animals because in the deciduous forest or the coniferous forest where I live, yeah, either of those, tougher, you yeah. see an animal here or there, or in a bog or something, or in the north sometimes I see a few more, but rarely can I see so far and see so many deer. And this time of year, you know they're out in these fields foraging because it's right. spring they're trying to find. Mm-hmm food that they can before things green up and yeah they're in numbers still so it's it's been fun and impressive but yeah this morning we also stopped well and we were working with the drone that was the first on this trip and that was exciting and, and had some fun with that too not no we left the lek. oh yes of yeah, course. yeah we were we're, not we we there were no animals see. around this yeah. was we just weren't... documenting our efforts into wilderness and and with our camera gear and hiking ridge uh, ridgeline yeah to tell we, the story it just helps uh, us
2: tell illustrate these stories mm-hmm. of walking to wherever we're walking absolutely yeah but it was chilly and that that was another thing the cold and i'm not i've never flown the drone when it's this cold and i didn't know i was a little leery i was like am i going to take this thing off and the battery's going to go and then it's going to go crash or is it going to work and then it was a little windy and when i got out of the car because we just parked on the side of the road and went over to a, a cool vista. My hands were pretty warm. Then I started running that drone and it was up for <laughs> I don't know, maybe twenty minutes. Twenty
0: minutes or so, yeah. I yeah. couldn't
2: feel my hands when I quit. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was surprised how quickly you put it away, given how long it took to set it up. You had that thing away in a minute. It was cold.
0: And then the <laughs> and then the jog from the tailgate to the driver's yeah. to the front. I thought you were gonna was leave us behind. <laughs> Did, what's going I on? He was Did gone. We,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was I couldn't believe how I just couldn't feel my finger. I mean, I was still able to operate, but I could not feel my fingers. And I'm thinking, that drone has to be pretty cold, because it's even higher up in those winds. Right. And then we had some malfunctions there. It looked so awesome. This video I equipment, it, yeah. Just yeah. I don't know, it just gives me fits when it's cold. But I was hitting record, and it would show that it was recording. And then I came back in the footage, and sure. what happens is it would record like one second in between each time I hit that. And I don't know, maybe it was so cold that when I pressed the button on the screen, it registered a double hit. Double hit. hit? Yeah. I don't know. Well, then that is just being out there and using it more. But I should do some more research on the internet just to figure out if what temperatures are comfortable to fly these. Or You know, the manufacturer is going to have recommendations. And then you'll find plenty of people that say, well, you're an idiot. You shouldn't be flying when it's 12 (laughs) degrees out. (laughs) But it, was it flew nice. fine. It just didn't record the footage. We had the mm-hmm. frost on all the conifer trees on the ridge line. The I did get two shots of that, and so and I do and have the... you guys in it. But but the really cool stuff that I thought we were getting right. didn't show up. Yeah, we'll have other opportunities. Well, and hopefully that's what we're doing this afternoon, right? So you have a plan right. for us this afternoon?
0: Yeah, we're gonna go try to find some. Uh, we used to always call them blue grouse, but the the correct taxonomic name, I guess, is dusky grouse we're going to go try to locate some dusky grouse and and i was going to just show you guys this uh nice canyon area and we'll try to try to do some more of the get some more of the drone footage while we're out there
2: so a dusky grouse obviously is mating this time of year too right right and it's going to have a call and they're going to have a strut not necessarily a strut but a drum right
0: they drum they're uh they're not a lecking grouse they're Probably more akin to what you're used to, Mark, with the um, rough grouse. Yeah, they'll find an, either a rock or a log, and uh, they'll drum on those Maybe areas. they drum as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen one of those birds either. We don't have those where I... Yeah,
0: they're a so. really pretty bird. And they're, you know, when you're out in the forest the rest of the year, out in the wilderness, they're not a very smart animal. They, I, I, I am assuming they're easily predated because you walk up on them all the time. Okay. And generally, they're well camouflaged, so generally you don't know they're there until they fly up right underneath your feet and scare the crap out of you. But
2: well, it's usually when you're out walking or yeah. out going on a trail and you don't know they're there, and you walk, and then they flush, right? And it's it's that you only really loud and bassy flutter, and, yeah. And it's yeah, it scares the pants right off you.
0: So, but they are they uh, the bellows on a dusky grouse are. Go ahead. No, I'm not gonna say. <laughs>
1: I was going to spin something there, no, no maybe not.
0: <laughs> Bellows on a dusky grouse are on the side of their neck, and they have uh, these secondary feathers that when they flare, so they have a, a red bellow, and when they flare, there's a complete white circle around the bellow right. as well, and they're, they're fun to photograph. Good-looking bird. Sounds good. So they Sounds have
2: the good. audio cue for females but then they also have that visual cue right Right. so that 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 flare that flare will you know a female could see that from a long ways away and say oh i'm gonna go check this dude out
0: that's my guy and you'll be amazed when you hear them i mean we could be 10 15 yards away from these guys and the sound that they make is so low that it's almost not audible you can just barely hear it all you hear is the rhythm of it you can't really make out the the sound, but the females can hear it
2: hmm. from probably quite a distance good away. distance. Yeah, but that visual cue has got to be pretty important right. then yeah. too, right? Because it is low. I wonder yeah. if it's low because of predation. I mean, is that one of their? That's they want point. to be Amazing. noticed right. out
0: there. I don't know. Hmm. It's as good a guess as any, but yeah, it's it's amazingly inaudible. Right. For hmm. what they're doing.
2: Well, I'm excited That's for a... that, and then we're gonna fly the drone through right. the canyon. Right. When just to try to replicate what we had this morning, right. but we our temperature so, now is what? Well, let's see, not sure. Your watch weather, says but 37, but
0: it's yeah, it's 30 we degrees above warmer. freezing,
2: right? I don't think my hands will i'd be able to still feel my hands, <laughs> it'll be good. It'll and you be guys, good. just that hamburger we had for lunch, mm. you'll be able to walk it off, and the coffee, yeah, right? Okay, sure, That's,
0: get the opportunity.
2: Oh, I went for a walk.
1: Yeah. And the drone stuff, just to elaborate a little bit further, I mean, it's a, an amazing tool that allows us to capture visuals that we wouldn't get otherwise, to tell the story of what we do, where we go in our efforts, but we don't obviously do the legislation. And of course, because of our own ethics, use them around animals. It's to show mm-hmm. ourselves going in and out of these places and the landscape and habitat that that these animals inhabit, but not while they're there. So, we have a lot of fun capturing this stuff and filming it and the antics that go on. And it helps tell the story of the lifestyle and biology and ecology of these species
2: as well. And I've flown that drone quite a bit, and we use it a lot for work, for Mm -hmm. jobs, when Mm -hmm. we're shooting corporate stuff. And there's always all these obstacles, and we have to file flight plans. and, And what's cool about out here is we're on private land. Right. There is no airports even close by. We, it's so much fun to fly out here because yeah, it's you really don't have to worry about anything. It's, it's pretty awesome. And then the vistas are just incredible. So last night's sunset was pretty cool. So if we can get, it looks pretty overcast out there right now, but if it right. breaks this afternoon, it could be really spectacular. That'd yeah, be nice for some
1: ridgeline stuff too. hike in a ridge with the packs. And yeah. That'd be nice Cameras footage and, and footage. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, day three, afternoon shoot. We're going to head out and have some fun. And the next podcast will report on that. And actually, by the time we do the next podcast, it'll likely potentially be after tomorrow morning, given our energy Depending levels. Well, by the time we get back tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time we get up and we're. Anyway, the amount of sleep we've had or lack thereof. But um, yeah, we'll uh, have that to report on as well soon. So follow along. And we we'll have more lacking news with the sage grows hopefully after tomorrow morning with some success and hopefully light that matches match this morning and uh, you can find us at wildandexposed.com and our links to websites and our social media instagram feeds etc are all on there and very to find as well if you want to see more of our work and what we're up to at present
2: time.